0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Nitty Cloud Chasers podcast. My name is Glenda and today I'm only joined by two of your faves. Um, hi, Albungile, How are you doing?
1: Kiora, Glens. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And we
0: also have Pilisa. Hi, Pilisa. How are you?
2: Hi, Glens. Hi, everyone that's
0: listening. I'm okay. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Okay. So we are well starting off with the TNL. We are in the second power week, you could say, um, of this, this, this tournament. At this point, I'm calling it a tournament because it doesn't run for that long. Um, reason being is that this week they've been playing games literally every day since Friday. So from Friday till literally the next Saturday, there's been games every day. So that's what like eight, nine days of games, which is a lot, a lot. It's almost sort of like a mini World Cup type thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's been a lot of netball happening literally every single day. Um, but today, on the day that we're recording, um, the semifinals haven't been played yet. So we're like, no, we need to share our thoughts and opinions before we get to the semi-finals stage of the Telcom Netball League, okay. So, starting off with Division 1, um, first game to focus on, uh, Cry Names versus Fireball. So, this is the game, essentially, that d- decides who is in that number one position on the log standings. And this game really, wow. Wow. I actually, I watched this game live and <sighs> I actually wish I didn't watch it live because as a Fireball supporter... <laughs> <laughs> it did not go down well. Sorry um, to you. <laughs> Would you let's, let's get thoughts on this match. Uh,
1: yeah, no, this game for me was the game of the season. Mm. Um, Because like you said, it was deciding as to who is going to win the minor premiership. Who is going to go first going into those finals. And it was a complete surprise because as much as I knew that, The Krinams had it in their bag. I did not expect them to come in with the win, you know, because Mm -hmm. the Fireballs, like we said, throughout the season, they have been polished. They've been great. Yes, they've showed some patches there of, you know, not being polished and stuff. But I just feel like they picked too early. and, And as a result of that, other teams have found them up so quickly. And now it's just like it's a matter of them adjusting before the finals but then not to take anything away from the crinums they have found their combinations and they're the right form at the right time Mm. yeah just like speaking on the crinums i think they got their combos right because if we can recall it's sort of the season their starting center was Kanyisa Chawan, who's also the starting center for the South yeah. African Producers. But now they've moved her into that wing attack position. And now they've put it into that center, Carla Victor, the 17-year-old who's currently, you know, just like dominating the center position in South Africa. And I thought that she just dominated the game. And she was up against Bongi somi the captain of the South African team. She was on it. She was on it because she's the perfect height of a center. She is like 179 uh, centimeters tall. She's very tall. Her arms are very long. She has the great hands over defense, but also she has the finesse on the feet. And also, you just can't go past the form of Lafibre Rademan at the moment. I think that mm. she, is, she is just putting that name for it, that starting safe and position because when the season started, I was like, okay, Nicola is taking it. Nicole is taking it, but Lafebre rademan she's coming back from an ACL, from an ACL, but her shooting accuracy is just so perfect. And I thought that mm-hmm. for me, she is the bromina of this team because when she is on fire, the team plays very well. You know? So I I was really surprised to see that the was shot this game, but I was not, you know, I was just I was just not mad at the form of the crionums because they just played very well. They were so clinical. they had a few turnovers. The shooting accuracy was over 80%, which is what we strive for in this league because we know that our mm-hmm. shooters should be low, you know, power. But they were in the 80s, and I was very happy about that. Yeah, that's very true. But what also, what I cannot take away from the Fireballs is that they mixed it up, but I don't think that you know, they're mixing up the combinations worked well for them because we saw that Ubongi was moved from that wing attack position. And we know that Ubongi is a specialist wing attack. And I thought that Carla Victor covered her. She was not as effective and as I thought she would be in that sort of position. And then Yante Shadom, we've heard a lot about her being played at wing defence, but I don't feel like at cap level she holds the same role. Pelissa, what's your take on Yante from goal defence to wing defence?
2: Um, I think... Sometimes it works and then sometimes it doesn't. It's just that I think um, they're so persistent on making a play there because obviously they're about versatility in their squad and wanting to put other people in the position but still having Jante in the position. But sometimes it just doesn't work. And I think maybe take her off or maybe just put her back in her comfortable position, let her get comfortable in the game. But the wing attacks be eating her up. And um, I don't know that the change is happening because she'll maybe get an intercept one or two and then they'll be like, okay, she's back. But, like, what about the 10 additional assists and center feed receives that Kainis has received before then, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. Um, I think the Kranims have really picked at the right time, though. I think it was the match of... it was uh, That match lived up to the anticipation. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes, like, you're excited for a match and then it disappoints because, you know... Um, because everyone knew, that like, on a good day, the Kranims Kren- could take it up. For well, the fireballs and that's exactly what they did um, yeah. our captain was eight, eaten up by a 17 year old <laughs> that's in high school
1: yeah um, no, Palavita is mean. like doing finally in high school yet she is playing up against yeah. players, you know, and then she's just like playing so well Um, And she's
2: so calm. And, like, mm -hmm. the ball is so safe with her. Like, it doesn't feel rushed or anything like that. And I think what's really, like, I've really been enjoying by the Kyanins is that, like, I think with a lot of the teams in the TNL, the attack will be doing really well, but the defence is flopping. Or the Mm. attack is flopping and the defence is getting the balls. There's just never the balance of... Yeah. both sides are playing equally well and there we're seeing it their defence is getting them poor, and the attack is rewarding it's accurate Lefebvre is doing amazing in goal attack I was even like, like her experience is showing that this girl used to play overseas you know mm, and like she's yeah. playmaking she's accurate and, like, she's not getting tired by being the playmaker. She still knows that she needs to get inside there and shoot. And she is shooting. She's ready for the World Cup. And I'm so happy <laughs> for her. I think she had a really hard year. We got, like, trying to recover from injury and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the pressure to recover from injury in time. It's also to ensure that people don't forget your name. I think that's also something we might yeah. forget. That, like, because of the high-paced space that she's in, the longer you're out of Seen out of scene, out of mind, right? But like, Shane, yeah. she's played really well. I really enjoyed that match. Um, as a fireball supporter, Glenda, what did you think?
0: Uh, <laughs> oh. ah. <laughs> Let's talk so, about
2: that.
0: <laughs> so, for me, um, I didn't expect the score to be what it was, to be fair. I mean, the crinums won 55 goals to 48. One thing I can say about the crinums that they they are the most clinical team in South Africa at the moment. Um, yes, like at this point, this is their championship to lose. I personally feel, and I know that's contradictory to to say that as a Fireball supporter. But like, if the Kareems don't win this year, then I, I honestly don't know. I think yeah, the Fireballs just they they still have like m- like. Patches in their like game um that they need to clearly work on and i think i think as Abungile said like at this point a lot of uh, the other teams have like clocked how they play and stuff and yeah i don't know what they can I don't change know. now towards I don't know the if end you watched,
2: i don't know if you watched the whole game from this evening but like the strategies, they've been found out. I think the issue lies in their goal circle, in, the and, mm. in, in yeah. all honesty. And I don't know that how they can fix that um, mm. because you can't make people shoot from far when they don't want to shoot from far. I think that Usaini and Fundo Gomez will have both been found out a bit that they won't shoot from far, right? Yeah. And the defenders are now pushing them out of was like from the inside of the circle to the outer circle then they play the ball around and that get, that plays in the fields of the defenders because all they have to do is deflect it and the mid quarters are there on circle edge um, mm-hmm. but do you think they've shown all their cards do you think they have more up their cards and they're just now saving themselves for final series and that they went too fast do you think that they're willing to sacrifice the one on the log for the sake of final series Glenda? And Abigail, I'm
0: asking both. Um, special. I think mm. for me, it's difficult to believe that they have something up their sleeves. I say this because, and I'm obviously I'm not trying to um, be offensive to anyone, but like when you look at their bench in terms of their shooting options, they don't have a lot of options to sort of play around with. I think, um because obviously their sort of strongest to duel um, is uh, Sammy Ngubane and Nofundo right? Uh, but once you sort of, and in my personal opinion, the only other player on who is available on their bench who is capable of matching their their sort of high level um, of like intensity and stuff is Tnita Van Dijk. But then the issue with Tanita van Dijk is that she's also a really, really go- good goalkeeper who also has the height, right? Yeah. So it's like you have to choose. Do you play her as a goal shooter, which she's very good at goal shooter and she has brilliant accuracy, or do you put her in as goal- as a goalkeeper um, when then she has that height pressure and stuff? Uh, and she gets so it's balls. a bit. Yes, yeah, so she also gets ball as well. So. And even still, fine. So you put Tanita Van Dijk into goal shooter. Now, goal attack, who do you put in? I personally feel that Jessica Duplessis doesn't um, sort of meet the requirement of the type of goal attack that they need. Um, And in the last couple of games, we've seen that Samu Kubane is, she's sort of struggling a bit. Um, I think maybe Mm -hmm. just to the pressure of it all. Um, And she's been like spending a lot of time on the bench. Um, And then in that case, they bring on Ndomfudom Gomezul in that goal attack, which I don't think is, it's not her, like, obviously not her uh, main position um, because we know her more in that goal shooter role. Um, And also even when she does play goal attack, she doesn't have that, like she doesn't add that extra, you know, level of like um, helping the attackers, you know, bring the ball into um, the circle and stuff. I just I struggle to I'm struggling to see or struggling to believe that they do have something more than what they we're currently seeing. Because um, my thing is like that the game they played against the Krynm's wouldn't have
1: gone out the way it did. I get that, Glenda. Absolutely get that. But I feel like, and now I'm saying this as a Stings support. Not the Fireballs do have an ace up their sleeve, okay. like you said. Um, I, in one of the games, Semi Ngobani said that I'm a goal shooter that is being played about, like Right? Yeah. So I think that, and we know what Semi can do in that goal shooter position. So put Semi there because Semi is a high-volume shooter. She's a holding shooter, right? Then you have yeah. Jessica Duplessis who will take maybe around nine shots throughout four quarters. It's fine. She'll offload them to Semi. And Semi is extremely accurate. So you put Semi in that goal shooter position, you put Jessica Duplessis in that goal attack because she comes run down in the attacking and You put Bongi in her specialist position, which is wing attack. You put in Monica Gomez, is at centre. You put in Chinam Dao in that mm-hmm. wing defence position. You put in Tumi, Mas- Tumi Maslok at goalkeeper. And then you put in Yanti anti at goal defence. Then you have a team, a team that is playing in their specialist positions. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like what they are trying to do now is that they're trying to prove that they have the versatility, but the versatility is not delivering the results that they need. Mm -hmm. I feel like they are just like out here trying to prove that their players can play three positions, but they're not winning games because they even lost to the fourth place stings because they played a (laughs) mid-quarter in the circle. Let's actually talk about that game.
2: Let's talk about that. But before we speak about that game, I think sometimes the changes are quite reactive. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: to what proactive. oppositions
2: are not proactive, and um, so it's almost like they're in the circle, and then like they're in the huddle and the strategic huddle, and they're like, "Oh, Gomez, you also used to play. You also play. What else do you play again? Let's put it <laughs> <to> you, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Let's see what you can do there. Um, yeah. Bongi you also play center, right? Let's see what you can do there. And I don't know that it's working and things like that. And sometimes yes, you let players yeah. figure it out themselves, but today mm. I. Oh, okay, we'll get there actually We will get yeah. there I'm ready to talk about that match Let's talk about that yeah. So Genda, how do you feel? Your team's lost two matches
0: Ibo, Ibo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Because Glenda, you were Rapping it to us that the Saints have lost Four games this season And yet your team ah! has lost Two games in two Your team has in lost two, de- two games In two consecutive days Let's talk about that How do you feel? Let's talk
2: about that Two games against the teams that they in the same that are in the final stream How do you feel about that?
0: Oh wow, 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 wow. <sighs> anyway, I feel <laughs> <laughs> clearly I feel a lot of things. Um one of them is obviously being said that you know what, my team lost against the Stings. Like of all the teams they could have lost against, like not the Stings, my words. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but a part of me is also still like um optimistic, you know, because I'm like, maybe this was the last they needed to you know, sort of shake them up a little bit and be like, "Hey, yo, we are now we have now reached the business end of the league. There's no more playing anymore. From here on out, it's serious. Do or die, win or lose. You lose and you're out. I mean, to lose a game by such a big margin, 54 goals to 38 um, in favor of the Stings, really what, not a good performance by the Fireballs. Um, what position
2: are the Stings and um, Fireballs again? Just remind the viewers uh, at home, Glens.
0: <laughs> so the Fireballs are currently at number two. Um, but the reason why they were at number two by the time this game was played is because they had played one less game than the Krinems. So this match sort of balanced it out. Um, and then the Stings are at number four. So the number two versus number four, and unfortunately...
1: That- the Fireballs had lost to the Krinems before this game, right? Yes. Uh, and they also, actually- the, are the Fireballs the defending champions?
0: Yes, they are. Oh,
1: it's great that they lost this game by this margin. <laughs> that they are defending in title.
2: It's interesting.
1: I can't. I actually
2: can't. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Let me just help you a bit to save you from the menace that is Abongile. Um, I think um watching the game tonight. I was really keen to see like how the Stings would perform. Um, I think they looked like they have no excuse anymore. I mean, yeah, like. Their players are back. They have a solid goal shooter back now um, from injury. She's played a few games now, so she's warmed up to the game. Um, so it was really good to see um, like her also have a good game. And also, um, like even when she was having, like, a, like plummeting a bit, um, Nicole would bring her back into the game or they'd bring each other back into the game. So that was nice. So they attack, was also attacking. Um, it was really good to see Mojo um, eat our captain up. I mean, hey, Actually, it's not a good thing, but I mean, Wongi will see what she needs to fix before the World Cup, you know? And I think those are the W's that we have to hope that she's recording that, okay, this person did this, this person did this. Um, Nicola and Pumza were in sync and it looked good. They were frustrating that attack and like no end. Their hands were everywhere, they were shoving and pushing. I mean, granted, um, Pumza needs to adjust a bit. She's heavily penalized, even in TNL which is a bit worrying um do you guys think the TNL umpires um, are
0: more strict it feels that way to be honest I don't like I'm also wondering the same thing is like are the umpires very strict or are the players just really unruly like because there's not a match that goes that that go, like <laughs> finishes up until 60 minutes where there's not at least two cautions
1: at this point which is like mm-hmm. it's worrying
0: it's very worrying it I do is... feel like
1: our players push the rules a lot, okay. right? Yeah. And then the umpires are just trying to keep up and then trying to frustrate because as a response basically to the style of play that is being portrayed in court. Mm-hmm. Because I just do feel like, and there's no attack to no certain player, or, but I just feel like our defenders do a lot of stuff on purpose. And when they get caught, they just act shocked. Like, there's no reason to hold (laughs) you I get it. Like, I used to be a defender as well, and I was not the fastest. So if I was being played at goal defense, I'd grab maybe someone's shorts and stuff. But, like, Mm -hmm. if you get caught, then don't be shocked. And especially now, you have to have the skills because you are an elite player. You can't be relying Mm -hmm. on those antics, you know? Just play to the rules and... Yes, if you want to be cheeky, try to be cheeky, but not push the boundaries that much that you get caught and then you get shocked. Because I feel like that's when the cautions come in because then I see that, okay, my gosh, you're taking me for, like, the full. So let me just caution. Yeah. I, I do feel like, yes, the team. umpires are strict, but it's just, like, just trying to manage the game. Yes. Because sometimes you
2: will see the players are very frustrated and things like that, and that's yeah. why you... Cause- and in some of the contexts, not being careless because you pushing, you mm. pushing me, let me push you back. Um, mm. I do think also today um, the fireballs looked frustrated, right? Mm. Um, and the more calls didn't go their way, the more frustrated they got. The yeah. more balls they lost. Um, did they win any quarter today? Sorry, I don't remember. No, they um, lost all
0: four quarters. Yeah, I think they lost all four.
2: Yeah, because that that's not good. Exit. going to finals. That's not good. That's not good that's... at all. Um, that's... but like everyone seemed frustrated. <clears throat> even Bongi started like, um, you know the you know when you see frustration from a player where they even start laughing at the calls umpires are making. Yeah. And then you're like, mm, then you know, that, like it's, they, it's that bad. defender's living rent free yeah. in that person's head. Yeah, they've moved. Basically. They've moved in. Basically, <laughs> um, but I What do you do think
1: of the match? I think that for me, the best thing about the game was the comeback of Nick because Nicola Smith has been like building throughout this season, right? And she's had niggles and niggles and niggles, but I just feel like this was her best game of the season, you know? Mm. Because she's been building in that goal defense position, and I was like, oh, okay, she's coming, she's coming along, along." but she'd like, you know, she'd seem frustrated, she'd get benched and stuff. But for me, I think the biggest things, the biggest thing for the Stings is the comeback of Sean Moore because yes. with Sean Moore yes. on court, Nicola, sorry, not Nicola, Nicole Talliot can just like focus on the game and yeah. mm. just flourish, you know, because mm. we've been very hard on Nicole Talliot in this past podcast. And I just feel like with the, Sean Moore, she can just do Nicole things, just take the center yeah. pass, look away pass into the circle and to catch it, you know. And also the improvement of Mandolin Herman is in that centre position. Yeah. I know that we've, yeah. been, we've been like, oh, okay, can't they put in Mojo in centre and then Mandolin because we know that they are good in, respe- in, the, in those respective positions. But I just feel like mm-hmm. Mandolin has like now stepped up. in Copman, yeah. she's just building. She's just building, mm. she's being solid. Lerin Kopman is just like this, being on the edge of the circle, creating those triangle plays. I think for me, it's just like the stings with the with the comeback of Sean Moore, they have freedom and they're attacking and the spot approaches defense and is building mm-hmm. that's very true. Even even yeah, actually, on the
0: point of, of Sean Moore, yeah, you can just see how more like relaxed Nicole Taliat looks. Because, I mean, mm. Nicole Taliat and Sean Moore have been playing together for, like, long now because they they went to the same university. They played together um, at a university level as well. And also in the mm. TNL, I mean, previous years. And you can just see the connection between the two of them. It's so unstoppable. Mm. It, it's, it's, you know, they were, like, while watching the two of them play together, like... I was getting glimpses of, like, a Steph Wood, Cara Kornin type of connection. Obviously, it's mm. not to that level, but, like, could <laughs> they play together a lot more, like, oh, she's you know, that. <laughs> but, like, so they play together a lot more. Then you, they, they, their connection is just going to build and build and build. And, like, yeah, so it's, it's really beautiful to see how, oh, to see how comfortable Nicole looks. When yeah. um, Sean
2: Moore behind her, I think also it just puts a lot less pressure on her when yeah. Sean Moore is there, and she trusts mm. her, right? Because that's also quite an important thing. Yeah. She trusts that yeah. she'll be there for the ball, like she could she can throw it and she'll be there to catch it. Um, and mm. she, she knows that she doesn't like have to also heavily come back in the circle and shoot. She can mm. offload and it's gonna go in, mm. right? Um, the connection is really nice to watch. Yeah. It really is because like like even when one slam slamming. The other one tries and you know steps up a bit right um and then yeah. helps the other one to come back into the game that's also nice but also that's also helping their ring attack come into the game as well now because there's also this pressure mm-hmm. on her as well right there was a lot of pressure initially in that attack and so i'm really yeah. glad that it's clicked in and it's actually quite clicked in at the right time because yeah. as you know yeah do yeah. you think of the match glints
0: yeah, what a match. I think, uh, let me talk about this thing. It's like, um, they're, they've really kicked it into gear. Um, Also at the right point. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's like we're seeing people, it's like the comfort we are seeing across courts. So it's not just Nicole now being more comfortable, you know, with Sean Moore still there. And even, even so with Nicole, we're seeing her um offloading a lot more. I've noticed she's offloading a lot more. um and then even in the mid court when um, Danielle plays in center and then you have Mandaline there at the wing defense, um, it just it just works so much better and it's 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 more clinical mm. so yeah, really brilliant performance from them,
2: but can I just say match fitness does something, hey, because mm. think of and some and those injured goals just needed to play cuz i'm thinking of mikela and i'm thinking of Radaman. like when we mm. think of when they first stepped on i, I think yeah. i texted i think i texted even you Abou. i was like hey Radaman and that is e. but like mm, now yeah. look at them look at them yeah no they they look they, they, they played very
1: well so, um no, I agree with you, Pilisa. I feel like now as the season went by, they've improved their fitness because even this weekend, um one of the commentators asked um Coach Mathesem that whether she will rest um, lefibs and KC. And she was like, I have huge confidence in Kanyisa Chawane and LaFibs that they are well-conditioned. They're professional, they're international players and they can carry the team, you know. So I just feel like if your coach backs you in and the coach has so much trust in your high performance, um, you know, conditioning and stuff, then I feel like Lefebvre's is good to go. And also, Nicholas, um Nicole Talia has also improved on her fitness because we've seen her fade in games. But yeah. I just feel like mm. now she's just like, she can play four quarters, you know, and because, you know, the key to winning against the team with Nicole Talia is shutting her down. But I just feel like now when she's shut down, she, she just knows how to move and she knows how to control her game. And mm. that's just shows that the south african um high performance um team is doing a great job on these players
2: you know i think what's really exciting me about all of these players right um Mm. is that they haven't actually been seen playing in a very long time Mm. people that don't stay in south africa right um and the more i'm watching them the more i'm like you know what you could cause an upset or two right like just shock the world and just do something that they weren't expecting. Um, yeah. I really hope, like uh, shame. One thing my hope for the World Cup is that cause well, at least one big upset that like no one expects that they do. Um, I think that would put me over the moon. But they look good, um, so that's the plus.
1: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. So now that we're talking about Division One, right? Um, what are you the what are your predictions for the semis? Because now we've, uh, we've, we know that uh, the Crown will play number four, which are the Southern Stings. Both yes. teams on form, they have tiers. because Cronums have Casey Chawane, they have and Ketsa, they have mm-hmm. um, Lafibre Rademan, and then the Stings have Nicholas Smith, they have Nicole Tolliot, they have the legendary Pumza Maweni. So which team will win the first semifinal? Predictions. I need defense, predictions.
2: Defense wins you championships.
0: Okay, but saying, which which side? Because they're both good. Both defense I sides are good.
2: And <laughs> in, in in the sense that I'm saying, whichever's defense end is on the day. That's where it's going to lie. Um, Please give I'm me an also, answer.
1: Like, I don't want. The, I don't want. I don't have an, the, the answer.
2: I don't have an answer. I <laughs> hope the Stings win, but I don't have an answer, my friend, and that is the honest truth. Don't make me choose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Glenda semi final two. I have an
0: answer. Um, oh for semi final so, one. Yes, Quinens versus Stings. Yes. It's going to be a repeat of the previous match.
1: Wow. <laughs> so, are the most, come on I, said,
0: I said this earlier on in the podcast that the Quinens are the most clinical team in this division. Um regardless of the Stings now sort of finding their form and stuff. The crinums are going to continue on this, this current trend that they're on. They're going straight to the final. Sorry to all the Sting supporters out there. I'm hoping the crinums won't disappoint me.
2: <laughs>
1: That's me. But <laughs> but,
2: <okay>. Girl, Dana <laughs> is lighting her chakras. She wants the crinums to win. She can't stand <laughs> us. If they make the final,
0: you, if they make the final, I, you're. Goodbye to
1: me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think, Gil?
1: I think oh. this thing. We'll take this one.
2: Yes, show me Back your team.
1: I'm going to back them. I'm going to back the players. I'm not going to back the coaching decisions. I'm going to back the players. Okay. Yeah. That is so shady. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not going to back the coaching decisions. I'm going to back the players. Hey. They have three pro in their lineup. Kumza is big, she's a she's a St. Curian. She's she knows yeah. how to win big games. So mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. And then we have okay. semifinal two, the Gauteng Derby, the, the defending champions, yeah. um, the golden fireballs who have lost two games in a part. And then you have the Jaguars who are number four, they've won the championship five times. Who wins this game?
0: That's the Fireballs to uh...
2: lose.
1: We,
0: yeah, at this point, because I feel like with the, with even though we've we've spoken about you know these these patches that the Fireballs um are currently experiencing, the Jaguars have bigger patches. You if we're being so completely honest, system. they they don't have like a so with the Jaguars right, they'll play is it at center that's her position, but then you have a gap at wing attack, right? And yeah. at this point, their best wing attack option. Is someone who isn't even originally a wing attack. In my opinion, their best wing attack option is Kamo Maseko, right? Mm. Then, of which she's great, even defensively, she's amazing, but she needs a lot more work and time in a wing attack, I feel. And she's not there yet. She's she's good, but she's not there yet. She's not where they need her to be. Then also on the shooting end, things can tend to be a bit shaky, right? Because their strongest goal attack or their other goal attack option is um, Chantal Swart, right? Mm. And we've seen her moments where she's really, really good, but then she we've seen moments where she's just turning over ball and she's costly. Mm. And then in the goal shooter role, who who do you choose? Who do you choose? Um, I think Chantel Swart combines better with Alice Kinnan. And mm-hmm. even with Alice Kennan, like, you know, she also has those few moments where you're just not sure what's going on. Um, on the defense side, they're, they're for not like they're all good. The combo, that trio of Jasmine, um, Jamie Van Vake and Lungile Tembu, solid, absolutely solid. It's on the attack end that there's a lot of question marks. And I feel like the Jaguars have more question marks than the Fireballs.
1: So you're backing your team?
0: I am backing my team. Actually, I'm backing
1: I'm joking. <laughs> the Hating Derby. Wow. The Hating Derby is um,
0: backing the whole province.
2: <laughs> I hear that. here. hear. hear. Um, I, also, I also think um, the Jaguars have just been too inconsistent. And um, the way they like starting their lineup, where they put Masego in goal attack, and mm-hmm. then there's something off about her game in Golotag recently, and then like it affects her performance, right? Yes, then they push her out to Wing Attack, so maybe they should just start her in Wing Attack and just leave the whole Golotag thing out of it, which was struck in yeah. to say the least. Um, <laughs> yeah, because anyway,
1: she's being set <laughs> out of
2: position. Use your terribly. words, babe.
1: This is a safe space,
2: it's not a safe space. You're not a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> not a wing attack guys she's just not yeah, a wing attack um i don't think she'll ever be allowed to play a wing attack on a national level so she just needs to change her club next year for it's like for the dignity and her pride of her nation she needs to change if she ever wants to go back to the green and gold dress and that's my two cents the fireballs will just take it the feel from this these two major losses they've had um, might have hit their dignity a bit and um, I think they're going to want to redeem themselves but also I think in past years the Jaguars have had like big game players you know like mm-hmm. big 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 game players I mean they do actually they defend in those big game players I take it back never mind Abou <laughs> what do you think
1: uh, I love to root for the underdogs, mm-hmm. so I'm going to root for the Jaguars Realistically, I think the Fireballs will take it, but I'm rooting for the (laughs) Lakers to take it. Because I just feel like um, they have the combinations. But like Kuklen has said that Chantel Swat, she's the Bromina of this team. When she's hot, the team is hot. But when she's cold, oh, it's really cold, honey. So I think that if Chantel Swat can get it together for 60 minutes, then that team will win. And if Izette can just play the right game at center, then mm-hmm. Kamu Maseko will just fill in the right pieces of ring attached. She can win the game for them. But then again, you look at the Fireballs, and then you have Monika is in that wing defense position. Yeah. If she plays there, she can completely nullify Kamu Maseko, you mm-hmm. know. And they've played together at club level, because before she went to the Fireballs, balls, Monika Komas has actually won a premiership with the Jaguars. With the, with the Jaguars. So... She knows her game in and out, so I just feel like it's gonna be the battle of who wins it because these teams they played the grand final last year and then the the Jag was lost by two goals. So they'll want, you know, a vengeance. But I think the Fireballs, despite their losses, they can win this game. So that's my prediction. So I think the grand final basically will be between the Fireballs and the Southern Stings. That's my prediction.
2: Okay. I just want to say this. So, oh, now you're choosing the Fireballs. So you're not... Yeah, I want the Jokers
1: to win, but I know realistically that the Fireballs will so will win.
2: Okay, no, that's fair. Um, I think I'm with you on that one as well. Like, that's what I want. But, like, you know, I guess the Fireballs can lose the final.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the Southern Stings <laughs> and then we have winner of the Premiership. Yay!
2: And, and they can't <laughs> tell us anything.
1: Huh. Oh. Catch that. Catch oh. that. Oh.
2: <laughs> let's talk a bit about division two this might lead them out yes of this
0: conversation. division two and do, do you of- know what actually i want to say this about division mm. two i feel like people look down on division two because like, oh it's the second division nothing's interesting here this season this season yes division two has given us content They have given us games, performances, oh my, it's been riveting. Division 2, I've absolutely loved it. Surely, yes, not as riveting as Division 1, but you know what? Teams across the board have performed so well. And one of those teams I want to highlight, it's the Bromo. They were the newbies this year. Before this, I think it was before this Power Week had started, they'd only won one game, which is a, uh, which was against the lilies, the other new team for this um, year. But the Sonobromo just came in with fire and they beat the Diamonds. Diamonds, I think, I don't know how many seasons the Diamonds have played. I think quite a few. Um, so they're not like a new team or anything like that. They beat the Diamonds 51 goals to 46. A new team beating like a, a, a an established team
1: they were on it they were on it and like the emotion of that game it was just Mm. so good they made their debut actually against the diamonds um and Mm. then they lost that game by three goals and i was just like "Oh, this team has something in them and just to see them like hold because the, the diamonds were like fighting and then it was down like to one goal and then that their goalkeeper i i don't remember her name she got a crucial ball and then Mm -hmm. from then it was just like they stamped their foot on that game and you could see the pride in them when they Coach said that I knew that they were capable but it was just like clicking at the right moment and I just feel like Mm -hmm. they really found their form coming to this weekend and I'm really really looking forward to see what they can do uh, next Mm -hmm. year
2: I think what's really been nice I guess about Division 2 is um, you see the improvement across the weeks right Um, and they're improving A big like it's a big improvement, right? Um, from where they started, because I remember we were even crying about shooting percentages and things like that. Yes, there's still there's still room for improvement, but it's improved quite a lot more. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like they are learning from their mistakes, which is really nice to see. Because also, what's what? Uh, maybe we should give context to the um.
0: Other listeners, is that we have the um, promotion relegation match also to look forward to. So that'll be a game played between the last place um, team or last position team in Division One and the first place team in Division Two. And at this point, it looks like (sighs) hoping all things go well that the Beobabs will win the season. Um, And they will play against the, I'm thinking it will be the Stars, the Kingdom Stars. It
2: will be the Stars.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be quite an interesting match. Um, I think specifically for the Bear Bags, because they've just been on a winning streak. Literally, the only game they lost in the season was the very first game they played, which is against the Tornadoes, which is quite interesting, eh? The very first game they lost, and after that they said we're not we are not losing anymore, and they've won every single game. A lot of these games have been, um, or actually most of their game, most of the games, if not all, um, they've scored above fifty goals, which is like, like unheard they said, of.
2: <laughs> they said volume. They said volume. yeah.
0: They literally I think, said volume.
2: I think what about the relegation match, right? Um, because mm. you almost see how far off the Division Two teams are against um, the division one teams because obviously they don't play now right so it's almost like okay you're the champion let's see um and then let's see you lost because you couldn't play with division one let's see and you can almost see "Mm, are they really that good are they just better than division two teams Mm -hmm. or are they that good yeah
0: Um,
2: so that's always my greatest excitement about it um I mean, it's also always sad once they get into Division One, then they struggle a bit. But like, it's still nice to see. Yeah. I enjoy those. Ma- I enjoy that match.
1: Mm. Mm. I do enjoy it as well because now you see the pride. Because yeah, we have we are we, we are with the wooden spawn spooners. Sorry, in Division One, but we want to play very well so that we can go to Division Two. But to be fair, mm. I think that the Kingdom stars this season are just like are cast in all aspects of the court. Yeah. And uh-huh. no, and I'm I wouldn't say
0: all
1: no sorry to in really all. interrupt you there. I wouldn't okay. say Which... all. I
0: think the defense, I think the defense is still pretty
1: good. Oh, coaches in Janga right there.
0: You have Njangasa there, you have Tulisile Maduna, Maduna mm-hmm. on
1: fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. She's Tulisile mm-hmm. Maduna and say are really on fire, but mm-hmm. just com- in comparison to other defensive lines you know that are in division one you can just say that mm-hmm. they are maybe a class fair, below fair, because fair. if you compare them to the Bababs you can't compare them to the shooting combination of Mufluri and M- Marisol Fiskakhe you mm-hmm. can't do that and then you can't compare them to the queen that is Cornelia um oh my gosh just so impressed with her Bupenda oh. she is amazing like she so is good. picking so much ball I think she's won five four MVPs this season. She's, mm. she's keeping her. She's keeping her captain on the bench, and that just shows another like class, you know. Oh. That if it goes down to the stars and the the, the, the limpopo bababs, we're gonna see the limpopo bababs in Division One next year.
0: Oh, I would love that. That's my team right there. But also, I wanted to say, this is now the second year i if I'm not mistaken, that the stars are now going to play a relegation match. They played it last year. They they beat the Ellos, and then lucky for the Ellos, they were actually promoted to Division One. Now they play. Yeah. They find themselves in the exact same position they found themselves last year.
1: What does that? Even bad? with a new
0: coach, they got a new coach this year. Precious wasn't coaching um, the Kingdom Stars last year. She was pu- she was coaching the Division Two team from KZN, which is the Kingdom Queens. So I don't know is it is it still settling to a new coach? Is it Mm-mm. maybe like, also like team selections wise, like they they just didn't get a group good group of team like players to to um selection of their team? I think shooting wise I think that is the case.
2: I don't think precious is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because you listen in huddles where she's speaking to them, her instruction is quite clear right yeah do this like even you at home you're hearing what she's saying so as if that's your coach surely you understand Coach, you're like do this Mm -hmm. so so that this can happen and you also saying like you can also see what she's saying but then this is going to happen and then you can do this there's just i don't know there is a disconnect but even they and also they know themselves that there's a disconnect i just don't know that they know what to do about the disconnect
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is there
2: um, and it is frustrating, I guess. Um, but I guess it also goes back to like, the relegation thing is really nice in the sense that like teams get to bounce in back and forth and things like yeah. that. But yeah. the gap, the gap. And,
1: is, maybe, yeah.
2: and maybe it comes down to also the teams themselves and when it comes down to recruiting, right? Because mm, all yeah. of these players are free for all. Why don't you try recruit? What is the worst that can happen? So many good players are sitting on the bench in these other top divisions, like in the other top teams. If you can get them for you, promise them a starting position. They could change a lot about like your team and things like that. And also one thing about sports people, there's always someone who wants to be a hero, right? Yes. So someone is bound to come down and say, you know what, I can play for you guys. It's going to give me a good rib if I can get you and help you get you up there right um i just think it's also on un- i don't really know how the recruitment process works but mm. it starts there it starts there um yes the players are good enough for division two but obviously you need a boost up with those yeah. players with someone with experience that knows how to play division one matches you can't win against the best unless you have someone that's also part who used to play
1: with the best mm. yeah i don't understand. I think that Even, honestly, yeah, because Renske Stalt is in the case that Anna, as you speak, she stays there. Think that if she, they would convince Renske Stalt to come back, you recruit mm. Renske Stalt, and then maybe just convince Owitungubat to, to come back. You're like, okay, they're playing your goal attack. How about you come back to your, you know, home province, mm. come back and play? Or for the, come and play the goal position that you like the most, and then in the, the wing attack position, you have Riza Trauli. You know, you can build in a, a solid um, front line there and then you just have a centre that falls in the gap and then the defence line that is on fire of and and um, who's the goal defence again? Tulisile
0: Maduna.
1: Yes, Maduna. Okay. And then you have Maduna there and then you can just like cause havoc in there. So I do yeah. think that Pilsa, what I said, that it just goes down to recruiting because there's so much talent in KZN. So, and like Pilsa said, People want to be heroes, you know. Like We saw what <laughs> yeah. the recruitment of Al Cadwell did for, for the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds, yeah, you yeah. right? Uh, That's not- being said. I just feel like um, the Bairbabs are taking Division 2 this year. I thought yeah. when the year started, I thought the Tornadoes is, um, are taking it, but they've just mm-hmm. did and their form is not in the right place. So, yeah, I'm just backing in the Bairbabs to play the relegation match and then I'm backing them to win it as well so that next year we can see them in Division 1.
0: Yeah, I'm also I backing them. You. I agree with you. Um, just and- to the last point on the the recruitment thing, and even linking back to the Baobabs, you can see that recruitment really lifts a team. What did the Baobabs do? They recruited Cornelia Mopenda. They recruited um Marshall Fasaki. <laughs> Look where they are now. Number one with I don't know how many games um winning streak. Mm, yeah.
2: I think The TNL recruitment season stands can be a lot more interesting and not just only the mm. top four because the top four switch it up quite a lot. you know. Um, yeah. So
0: yeah.
2: I feel like it could happen across um, the, maybe there's an intimidation factor or whatnot, but like it can happen across all the levels because I'm also thinking it's not even about practice, right? Because it's not like these people are practicing week in, week out or anything mm. like that. So um and we've seen that a lot of them also yeah, so like they probably practice a month or two before so that then yeah. you join and you guys are then in camp the whole time, right? So it's very doable to play out of your province.
0: Yeah, it is. Also, I'm maybe that some of these teams aren't like they don't necessarily practice in their geographic location. No. Mm. Because, like, some of these players are definitely based within, like, Joburg slash Gauteng. So I I'm not of the... I don't believe... Like, for example, Cornelia Mopenda, she goes to UJ, University of Johannesburg. <laughs> you have Marachal Fosaki who goes to the University of Pretoria, also in Gauteng. I don't think those girls practice practiced for no. the the Beobabs in Limpopo. I don't think so. Because mm. even their coach, Emily Matosa, is based in Pretoria, I believe. So... Mm. Yeah, so it is definitely possible.
1: Oh, yeah, true, because also Mercury is goes to UJ, so it's yes, just,
0: yeah.
1: Also, uh, as well. as, yeah, she Bungie... goes down to recruitment. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Will Bongi be um, coaching UJ this
1: year?
2: Yes, I think.
1: With the World Cup campaign. I have
0: anything to oppose that. Uh, I... Okay, maybe let me not speak on things I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I believe so.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I seen... know
0: that
2: you'll probably continue, but like, it's quite tight.
0: Yeah, it is, It is to be fair. Because like, um, after, right after the TNL, I believe, I think I saw a post today from the USSA, I think it was the Instagram account, they were counting down five days until the USSA tournament begins. So it's literally, you finish TNL and then, like you get like a day break, and you go into USSA. But I mean, USSA, I think they only play for like a week. Oh, that's mm. So essentially, Bongi will only get like well, I mean, playing wise, she obviously won't play; she'll just be coaching. Um, so she get, does get like two weeks rest, but within like a week of that, two weeks should obviously have to have a coaching brain on.
1: Go into camp maybe after. That recovery of oh, gift. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So it no, is no. it is
0: it is quite tight, please. Interesting.
2: Mm. Final series. Um this past week we had the SSN final series. Glenda, what happened there?
0: Okay, yeah, semi-finals in the Sun Super Nepal League, the best Nepal League in the world um so firstly let's talk about how it's structured for um any listeners who actually don't watch SSN also if you don't watch SSN what are you doing it's like exactly so top four teams those top four teams um the team that is at the number one position um plays in what they call the major semi-final so they play against the number two position um and they sort of reward those two teams because you know obviously they've worked really hard the whole season to, you know, get their points up, you know, to win as many matches as they can, et cetera. And, you know, they reward them with the major semifinal. Reason why I say it's a reward, because the winner of the major semifinal immediately qualifies for the grand final, right? Cool. Um, but also being, even if you don't win that major semifinal, it is still in your advantage, why? Because you get another opportunity to play, um, or to to qualify for the grand final, and that is a game that is played. Or there's also the the third and fourth position also play the minor semi final, and the winner of that match will then come up against the loser of the major semi final, and then the winner of that match will then will then go through to the grand final. So in this season 2023 our major uh semi-final winners (laughs) uh well the team that was at number one before the semi-final was played were the new south wales swifts or the minor premiers oh the minor yes that's the the word thank you the minor premiers were the new south wales swifts and they played against the adelaide thunderbirds (gasps) what a riveting match that semi-final is amazing. Also, funny that like literally the last match they played um was literally the same two teams playing against each other. So they played against each other two weeks in a row. Yeah. And the result And they lost two
2: weeks in a row.
0: Just... <laughs> yes. The Swifts wow. lost two weeks in a row. Unlucky for them. But one thing I can say, Helen Howsby, Oh my word what a big game player she just she doesn't lose focus she is always in game mode she gets those twos
1: like wow and she loves the big moments like she I've loves seen, them i've never seen someone you know who loves the big moments like a, a shooter mm. who loves like big moments like that like we, we always talk about defenders you know like the yeah. likes maybe of a shamir is loving the yeah. moments you know she can turn in the last minute, but Helen beat literally. I feel like ever since she shot that winning goal in 2018, mm. she's never looked back. And I mm. know she did it in 2014 for the Manchester Thunder, but we we didn't watch the NSL at that time. But like I feel like after that 2018 game, she just like took it up the stride. But then again, you look at the other end of the court, and then you have Al Cardwell. Oh my God, these English another big game crazy. player. These
0: and, England ooh, These superstars! Mm. Wow! Wow! And both of them were like you could see they were both in their element, game face. Like oh, it was like two points from this side, two points from that. Goal attack versus goal attack. Eleanor Cardwell versus Helen Houseby. England versus England.
1: No, yes. Linda. and I just <laughs> so feel like yeah, no, it's England versus England because I just feel like for me, the hurdles especially, you can just like have the power of Elena Cardwell. You know, mm-hmm. Elena Cardwell has brought in something different to this team. Yeah. She has brought in a level of confidence in them because she literally trusts everyone. Because I they were down at quarter time. And she looked at each and every one of them. She was like, I'm going to need you to go down to that court and I'm going to everyone of you to smile because we're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. That shows the belief that she has in a team. Wow. You but know, also, so she just... was so
2: calm. The calmness of really finals. Is. Like, Oof. I think finals is a different ballgame and it requires a level of calmness, even though, mm-hmm. like, you're competing and things like that. She was the general look down that um, attacking end for Thunderbirds. Yes, they kept changing. Like, she changed her position at some point, went from goal shooter to goal attack. Um, she, she was encouraging for whichever shooting partner she had. Like, she was calm. She was there, level-headed, reassuring for them. She was loud. Like, oh, what a game. What a game. Oh.
0: What a game. Oh. And I t- Even with Eleanor, like, in the beginning of the game, it took her, like, a little bit of time to actually get into it. Yeah, um, absolutely. She also made a few mistakes here and there. But that didn't deter her from the main mission, which was winning yeah. that game. Like, I was just like... Had it been me, I would have, after the first mistake, I would have crumbled. <laughs> like, but like, it didn't, it, it, like, she didn't let that get to her at all. In fact, I feel like it motivated her even more to perform better for her team, to really yeah. stand up and get involved. <laughs> get involved.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that voice from Tanya Ups haunts them every time. <laughs> But the Jamaicans are
2: yeah, no. so clutch in that defense. Yo. They're mm-hmm. so clutch. And also yeah. I just think the versatility, I know we speak about versatility a lot, but the versatility surrounding the Adelaide Thunderbirds defense end. Mm. Sure. Tanya can jump from wing defense to goal defense to goalkeeper in one match.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's seamless.
1: Yo. Important yeah. part. It's seamless. Those Jamaicans are something else, I'm telling you, with they're all they're that training. talent. Impressed impress me in this game
0: yeah
1: and she's not a superstar but taylor williams in that center <gasps> oh position i love her so much no taylor, like that intercept that she got in the last five hey. seconds and then she, wow. she just gave it to to georgie Hodges, the top of the circle and then she gave it to lucy austin lucy austin was off so steel clutch mm-hmm.
2: but Wait. So clutch, because can you imagine You just missed the shot, right So I'm sure mm. at that point She was probably like, I just lost the game right? And yeah. then for the ball to come back So fast to you again And for you to try to regain yourself And be like, mm. I need to get This in, so clutch yeah. So yeah, no, no, clutch such...
0: These players have like nerves Of steel and like But
2: also um, Like, shout out to Taylor William for not putting her head down after what, mm. like after mm. they lost the ball, like she mm. went back straight on into defense, right, yeah. and got the ball back. Cause you know, it, it showed the the drive and the thirst and the need to say that we mm. want this, right, and it actually just showed that they wanted this so badly that they didn't just hang their heads; they went straight back in. So that's really yeah. exciting. Um, congrats to Adelaide Thunderbirds for making a finals after ten years,
0: You're, after a ten-year
2: wow. drought. That's
0: major. <laughs> I don't know about you, like, but I personally I was crying with them. When I saw uh, Shamira on the floor. <laughs> I cried with
1: Shamira. I cried with Shamira.
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
2: strings were pulled. I didn't cry, but, like my heart strings were like, Oh Sham, maybe you can have this. Um I don't <laughs> know that I backed Adelaide to win the SSN the whole season. Okay. Um I don't know that I wanted them to either. But like Ooh. now I'm, I want them to win it. I want mm-hmm. them to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, it. when I saw how much it meant to them, and obviously it means a lot to all the players and things, but, man, yeah. that reaction on those players' faces. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like, when you think of how, like, Shamira is a superstar, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know that, right? She's stuck with Adelaide. Through wood and spoon after wooden spoon after wood and spoon after hey. wooden wood spoon. Yo. So can you after imagine you did that? Moment? Yo. Like you're doing your job, you're playing your role. But there's just such a disconnect in your club. Mm. But everything is coming together now. It's just like we it's can also, we can do this. Uh, i want gonna ask, what did you guys think Splits did wrong? Um what cost them the game?
1: Hmm the game. For mm-hmm. me, the super shots of Eleanor Cardwell was your superior. I don't think I don't
0: uh, I don't think I can say that they necessarily did something wrong or like made mistakes or anything like that, although there was that one that <laughs> that one uh, contact call on Paige Hadley when she like basically ran into Nacy, Macy Macy <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yes, so shocked afterwards <laughs> shot. I was actually so fitness, cause like, how could you be shocked? You literally ran into the poor girl. <laughs> like She was like, what?
2: You <laughs> ran. But also, Nank played really well, guys. I've never yeah, seen her she play did.
0: That in, 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 if yeah. You know what? Really Macy well. Nankerville is a wing defense and she must the always York be playing in that position. They mustn't mm. move her around anywhere else. Wing defense is her position. Weekends. There were two games that weekend, right? Yes, there were two games. Actually, let's ask um, Abongile. What happened in the other semi-final?
1: Um, it was a very clinical game. It was <laughs> it was FIFA against the Melbourne Vixens. Um, uh, both teams, both teams played finals last year, right? They were number one mm-hmm. number two, and yeah. Huh? But unfortunately, this year they found themselves. You know, at number three, number four, right? Was the clinical mm-hmm. game up until the last five minutes of the game? I don't have to say anything about the game. But we just know that the Fever are going to play in the pre- preliminary final. Congrats to Fever. Congrats to Sally aryang Congrats to everyone who was involved in that game.
2: At home, right? Which team were you backing in
1: 34 games? I was backing on the team with um, Joe Weston and Liz Watson.
0: What what are they called?
1: The Melbourne Vixens. Oh, the ones the that Ch- lost. Yeah, the so Ch- fever beat is. the
0: Mer- the Melbourne Vixens.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like the so- things beat the fireballs, cleaned ah! yes. <laughs>
0: So that
2: so they had a grand final rematch.
1: Yeah, no, and lost again. Game. It's time to on this game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a, it was really a clinical game. I think. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know actually what it, I, I actually can't pinpoint it. Like, but it went wrong and it went wrong really fast. Actually, Courtney mm-hmm. Bruce. It was just a lot. Name. I feel like You're the
1: Courtney Bruce things. in that game yeah. just showed. Yeah. She had a captain's game. Those defle- that deflection she got <laughs> of keeper's um upload to my commander, that was the defining factor for me. She
2: was the captain. Because
1: yeah. yeah, because I feel like from that point the fever just didn't look like you know stopping from there because I think it was around the fourth, yeah, it was like four down, four minutes down to it to end the game. That deflection came in, and then the super shot sunk, was sunk on the side of the other side of the fever, and then the fever just went on, and then they. They just, you know, dominated the game. And then that intercept from Sunday Ariang was the signature for me. She she just closed it off. She proved why she's an Australian diamond, you know. Mm -hmm. The first African-Australian diamond. Thank you very much, Africans. Yes. Wakanda
2: forever.
1: Exactly. (laughs) it It was a tough match for me, personally. But I think that the team that wanted it more won the game. Because you could see... The hanger and Courtney Bruce and I've said it one too many times that I feel like Courtney Bruce doesn't like to lose a game. So you could just see it in her eyes. And
2: I think the difference was, um, so Liz and um, Kate were playing really well, right? But I don't know that Kippa and why were having the best game, right? Uh Kate and Liz were having a good game. They were like they were covering up for them. But when it was time for the goal is to actually actually step up then that's when the wheels started to fall off a bit right because there's only so much they can do they've brought the ball to at circle edge it's all on you now right yeah and i think that's where it almost fell apart and the victims were exposed in a way right mm-hmm. because sunday and courtney were not playing they played so well the Vixens did
1: not have a third shooting like, option in the bench because I know they did not have a season with them. And I know mm. people on Twitter were like, Kim Borgia, Kim Borgia, but I'm just like, Simone knows what you're in her camp. So you mm. can't basically tell her what to do with her team. Maybe if yeah. Ryan Samuels was, was there, would have been a different story, but she was not mm. there. So we can't talk about what could have been. You know? Yeah. So I think that, they, like Pilsa said, they did not have their best, uh, you know, performance. And I just feel like the Melbourne Vixens, it has been their struggle throughout the season that they don't have a clear strategy in that super short time. You don't know who's taking the shot. They just, I just feel like tactics, you know, that's just in their favour. And that's why mm-hmm. they lost. And unfortunately now they've bought out and now they only, we only have three teams left. And I think that they are going to take it.
2: I want them to take it. I need
0: them to you take me too. it.
2: Me
0: too. Oh. wow! no one is a wee one No one does more. Yeah. Um heading into finals in, in both the TNL and SSN. Um, it should be very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, we hope you really enjoyed this um episode of the podcast, you know, where we talked about well, uh, an update on the TNL and also what's happening in Australia um, hope you really enjoyed this and yeah come back for our next episode where we'll be talking about the finals of both Ooh. of those leagues and hopefully touch on some World Cup news as well
1: the tournament, um, maybe when they hand out the prizes they'll give us the 12 so hopefully when you come back we Ooh. have a full 12 for South Africa Mm, we're very excited, very
0: excited for that. But yes, thank you f- to both Pilisa and Awangile um, for joining me today. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye.
2: Fabulous. Bye,